This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome along to a special edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match. The number one tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm looking ahead to the big one. It's the second major of 2023, the French Open from Paris. And our WTA handicapper, Roy Giovanni, is here to look in depth at the women's draw. And can anybody stop the number one seed, Igor Svontek? Rory, how are you, my friend? Looking forward to the tennis? I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm due a change of luck. I feel I guess our last week's selections two got through to the quarterfinals. Uh, Martina Trevisan retired hurt yesterday. Uh, she wasn't playing all that well, I have to say. And Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova, who was my big outside pick, was had two match points to win in straight sets and blew them, and then lost six love in the third. So I feel like. We do a change of luck and and uh, it would be a good place to get it at Roland Garros. But it's it's tricky. It's tricky because Iga Sviontek obviously makes the market um, so much revolved around her. But the draw for her does actually look quite tough. Um, obviously, she's the number one seed, so she's, she's in the top half. The bottom half looks considerably weaker. Um and obviously, yeah, we'll be looking at it in depth and um, Bet Rivers betting each way, half the odds, uh, which is great, um, even with Sviontek being odds on. But uh, it's it's a tricky one because the women haven't had a great deal of play preparation. Uh, I was, as I was discussing with James Blake the other day, it seems like Rome is the only real test ahead of Roland Garros because Madrid's at altitude and Stuttgart indoors. So Rome is the only big tournament where they're getting conditions similar to the ones they're going to get at Roland Garros. Um, So Rome should be a good guide. Obviously, Sfiontek was injured in Rome, so there's a question mark. She is practising already, so, you know, it doesn't seem to be too too serious. Yelena Rybakina, who had been pretty average on clay before Rome, won it. So her price has come in a bit. Irina Sabalenka went out on the first hurdle to Sophia Kenin, who hasn't even made the French Open. She went out in first qualifying. So there are a lot of question marks over the protagonists. and But there's a big gap between the top three. Well, obviously, there's a big gap between Sviontek, and then you've got Rybakina and Sabalenka, and then you've got a big gap to the rest of the field at, at 20 to 1, plus 2,000. And we've had the news that Paola Badosa's injured. She's been ruled out because she's got a stress fracture in her back. And she's someone who could have done pretty well here. So a lot of question marks, a lot of tennis to come over the next fortnight. But it should be very, very interesting. You touched on it there, uh, Igor Shrontek's draw. I mean, the top half of the draw is loaded. It's absolutely loaded. The bottom half of the draw is definitely the weakest section, exactly the same as the men's draw. 
So with that each way in offering that Bet Rivers have half the odds one two, you get half the odds of the win market for your players to reach the final. I think from a betting perspective, we have to concentrate on the bottom half of the draw. But the question on everyone's lips is. Igor Schwantek, she's, is she going to win it? Is she not going to win it? And that really is how the market revolves. She's minus 125 to win it. She's in the top half of the draw. But when you look at the draw she's been given, she's been given probably the hardest possible draw that she can possibly have. She's got Krajikova potentially in the last 16. She's got Ribikina in the uh, in, in the semifinals. And Corey Goff as well, potential quarterfinal opponent. That's, that's arguably the toughest she can be. And she's still minus 125. She's dominating the women's draw here as much as Rafa Nadal has done in the men's draw for the last 10 years. But if someone said to me, who would I want to be betting at minus 125, a peak Rafa Nadal or a peak Iga Shrontek, it would be Rafa all day long. I'm not convinced by her at minus 125, you know? Nor am I. I mean, looking at her draw, I mean, I've, I've sort of jotted down who she's likely to face. So in the first round, she faced Christina Buxer from Spain. Should be very easy. Claire Liu, probably in round two, she beat her 6-love 6-1 six, six, at Indian Wells. Round three, Marie Balskova should beat her without problems. Then it gets tough. So in the last 16, potentially either Barbora Krajikova, 2021 champion, Anna Kalinskaya, who has had a couple of good wins. Uh, she beat Yelena Rybakina, um, I think in Madrid. Yes, it was in Madrid. Uh, Bianca Andrescu, not fully fit. We're not sure. Victoria Azarenka in last 16. Quarter-finalists. Now it gets quite interesting. Coco Goff, potentially. And Helena Kalanina, who reached the quarter, who reached the final in Rome. And Veronica Kudometova, who reached the semifinals in Madrid and Rome. So, you know, it gets tough. And then in the semifinals, as you say, possibly Yelena Rybakina, um, Jabeur, I'm not sure about her fitness. So that would be in the semi-final. It's a tough route, especially for someone who is odds-on. I mean, that's you know not not for me. Definitely not for me. I don't think the draw could be more difficult for her. And and she's still minus one twenty-five, and she's coming in with an injury concern. I mean, and that's the, that's the other thing as well. I mean, she she was injured. She was injured, and, the, and the, there seems to be a question mark about her when she goes into battles. I think she wins game six one six love when she's on top. She's dominating. As soon as someone goes toe to toe with her, she loses that aura of invincibility. A bit like a prime Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson knock you out in the first round. You get into round seven, round eight, you might have a chance. You've got a chance against Frontek if you go deep against her. She can blow you away. But at minus one twenty five, you, you you cannot from the last sixteen. You cannot write a more difficult draw, and that she's still minus one twenty-five. She's in the top half of the draw. We're coming on to the second favorite. Our second favorite. Let's have a look at let's have a look at the betting now. Let's here's the betting market now. Igor Shvontek is the favorite at minus one twenty-five. Samalenka is at five dollars. Ribikina is plus five fifty. Helena Ostapenko, another former winner. She's two thousand of Krajikova, another former winner. Two thousand. Anja Burr, twenty-four hundred. Coco Goff, twenty-seven hundred. Jessica Pegler, three thousand. Kudometova. 4,000, uh, Maria Sakari, 4,000, Karolin Garcia, 5,000, and Anastasia Potapova at 5,000. There are other contenders on, on that list who so you can go deeper down uh, because I don't think the 125, I think there is potential to get each way plays at the bottom of the draw at big prices. Um, let's have a look at the top of the draw. We have Igor Schwante, as we've mentioned. We also have uh, Jean Chabur, who's obviously carrying an injury concern. But the other person in this draw and someone who's going to be a potential semi-finalist opponent is Ribikina. Obviously she won Rome. We were questioned about her clay court form. 
How do you see her chances? And has she got the Indian sign over over Shwantik? She's not going to be frightened of playing Shwantik, is she? She certainly isn't. She's got to get there first. I mean, it doesn't look that bad, her route, but there are potential hurdles. First round, she's got a qualifier or a lucky loser. Second round, Danka Kovanich or Linda Noshkova. Now, you'd think it'd be Kovanich who's useful on clay, but shouldn't really trouble Rybakina too much. Round three, potentially Petra Martic, who's who's gone well here before and, and went a long way in Madrid, or Sara Soribes Toromo, who's always a challenge on clay, a very difficult opponent on clay. Last 16, doesn't look too bad. You've got Ekaterina Alexandrova or Beatrice Haddad Meyer, who's not bad on clay. I don't know, she... she did well for you in Rome, nearly went, nearly went all the way to the final in Rome. Um, quarter-finalists, you're looking at Onshaber possibly in the quarter-final. Then you've got the likes of Petra Kvitova, who's not great on clay. Donna Vekic, who is interesting. And Sorana Kirstia, who I was very keen on, and I'm still quite keen on, um, although she went out in the first round in Strasbourg this week. Um, if you take that out, if you forgive her that, her record of late has been very good. So that's a potential quarterfinal opponent. And then you're looking at probably Fiontech in the semis. Rybakina, what's her price? Plus 550? Not really big enough for my liking, to be honest. It's, I, I'm not still not convinced she's... Well, Clay, we know Clay isn't her best surface. I'm still not convinced she's a slam winner on Clay. She had three injury retirements helping her in Rome. Uh, one was Fiontech. Kalanina in the final was another. Um, she struggled against Anna Kalinskaya this season and they could meet. Um, I think they could meet. Uh, I don't think they'd meet in the semi until the sem- semi-finals, actually. So ignore that. But she is vulnerable on clay. I just don't see her being, you know, she's very good on hard court, especially on quicker courts. I'm still not convinced. I think if she comes up against someone who's a very good clay, we don't have that many clay court specialists these days. That's another point to mention. You know, in the past, you had genuine clay court specialists. The way tennis has gone with hard courts, slower hard courts dominating, and the clay court season being so short, you don't get them. But you do have the odd one or two, and they'll pop up in in Roland Garros. Don't you worry; you know, they will they will take out some of the big names. You know, this is because of the lack of genuine clay court preparation. You will get shocks, and I do feel that Rybakina is vulnerable to one of these. Someone like a Kirstia, perhaps someone like a Haddad um, maybe even a Martic or a Soribes Toromo. I think she, there is a possibility to get her beat early. The only good thing for Ribikina betters is that the weather looks really glorious the first week, so it's going to be a lot faster. Absolutely. So you expect it to fight that. That's what you need for Ribikina. If it's dull, if it's wet, and the court slowed down a lot, that will obviously help Shriontek. So with the fast conditions, that's a negative for Shriontek, slight negative for Shriontek, no, not really much of a negative, but it certainly is a positive for Rabakina. Um It, it is a bit. I mean, I mean, with 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 Paris... I mean, it's, it's, Roland Garros is never particularly quick anyway, even when the weather's good. So last year, um, I managed to get out some stats, actually. The stats, the main stats you're looking at with court speed are, are first serve win percentage and service hold percentage. They kind of work out about the same. Last year, the French Open, if you've been watching some of the action this week, the French Open played slightly slower than Strasbourg 
which is the tournament going on at the moment, but a fair bit quicker than Rabat. Also interesting, Roland Garros was a little bit quicker than Rome last year. So that does play into Rybakina's favour. It's because obviously she won Rome. The quicker, the better for Rybakina. It won't really bother Sviontek too much, but it's not that much quicker. So, you know, the power hitters do have a chance. Your players like Rybakina and Sabalenka. Roland Garros does give them a chance, but equally your more traditional clay court players will still have a good chance at Roland Garros. It does all come down to, I mean, it's a cliche, but it's who who's better on the day? Who really, who turns up? The conditions are going to be there. They're going to be, they're not going to suit everyone, but everyone's going to get a chance. It just comes down to how they're playing on the day. The bottom half of the draw, as we say, is the weaker part of the draw, the weaker bracket. Uh, Arena Zabalenka, the number two seed, is the bookie's favourite to get through to the final. But again, I wouldn't say that uh, Clay is her preferred service, and she's got some potential banana skins along the way. She's $5. Elena uh, Ostapenko showing some decent form, and I know she's someone that Roy always seems to quite like. I'm quite, I don't know who he's going to bet. I don't know the answer he's bet, but I think Ostapenko might be on his radar. But the odds are 2,000 she is. Um, also in that bottom half of the draw, we have... Uh, we have uh, Potapova, another one who's done well. And also we have uh, Zachary and we also have Mukaba as a player that uh, that Rory likes as well. So when you consider the top half of the draw, potential quarterfinalists are Swantek, uh, Goff, Ribikina, and potentially Jabur, the bottom half potential are Zachary, Potapova, Ostapenka, Sabalenka. It shows you, it highlights the, the weakness in the, the bottom half of the draw compared to the top half of the draw. Um You've casted your eye over it. You've looked at all the stats. You've broken down the figures. Um, where is uh, where, where do you think the value is in this draw? Definitely in the bottom half, but what, what players are we looking at? Yeah, it's it's tricky because the players that you'd fancy from the bottom half aren't massive prices. That has been factored in. You know, those prices of, you know, someone like. So you've got a really horrible first round match in that third quarter. Maria Sakkari, arguably the favourite mm. for the third quarter. Well, I think actually, um, uh, who would be favourite for it? Is it Pegula? Pegula, uh, yeah, yeah, she's, she's favourite. Sakkari plays Karolina Mukova in the first round. That is, those are two potential finalists meeting each other in the first round. You know, Sakkari, she might not get, two years ago, she probably should have won the French Open. She she beat Sviontek, who was the reigning champion in the quarterfinals, and then she lost 9-7 to Barbara Krajikova in the semis. Both players were doing their best not to win. I mean, it was a horrible match to watch because they were both choking. Um, I'm not sure she'll ever get a better opportunity to win a slam, but maybe, maybe this year could be it. Mukova is a player I've talked about a lot, a, a player I like a lot. I, I think I might have said this before, but the first time I saw her properly was a couple of years ago when she beat Ashley Barty at the Australian Open. And I remember watching that match and just thinking she out Barty to Barty. You know, she's got a wonderful all-court game, full of variation, drop shots. She'll play some serve volley. She's got all the shots. She does lack the power of a Sabalenka or a Rybakina. You know, not everyone can have that, but she does have the game to beat anyone. And I remember you talking about Barty winning the French in 2019, completely unexpectedly, you know. Wimbledon always looked the one that she was going to win, but she turned up at the French. And I think, 
you can see how someone with that style of game, especially as I've said, there aren't that many clay specialists now. Someone like, you know, Sviontek's probably the nearest we've got to a clay specialist for all that. She's fantastic on hard courts as well. Uh, you've got people like Trevisan, I guess, and Badosa, who's very good on clay, but obviously not here. For Mukova, she played all right in Rome. She beat Trevisan, she beat Camilla Gheorghi, and then she fell in three to Paola Badosa, as mentioned, not there. Perhaps most encouraging for me as a Mukova fan was that she didn't have a load of, she usually has a load of Kinesio tape all over, like thighs everywhere. And she didn't have any of that in Rome. So maybe, just maybe, because the problem with Mukova is she never seems to be fit for any long period of time. Maybe she's actually fit this time. And so, but I kind of think Sakri Mukova is, is a really tough one to call. So for me, whoever wins that match, I think can go a long way. I mean, looking at Sakari, who she's got, if she gets through Mukova, round two is an easy one. Ivan Nadia Podoroska, who reached the, reached the quarter, might have been the semis um, when Sviontek won it first, but her form's gone for cliff since then. Or French wildcard Jessica Ponchet, should be easy. Round three, Anna Bondar, quite useful on clay, but not up to this level. Irina Camellia Begu, not bad. Um, but lost to Sakari in, um, I think it was Rome. Um, Sara Irani probably passed her best now. And Yil Teichman, who showed no sort of form. Last 16, Magdalenette or Belinda Bencic. That's pretty winnable. Bencic's record and clay is not very good. Quarterfinals gets a bit more tricky, but, you know, Samsonova, Maya Sheriff, Jessica Pegula, Elise Mertens, Anastasia Potapova, winnable. Potapova's a good clay court player, but I do think she runs the risk of being overpowered. Uh, she's a great scrambler, but up against someone with power, she struggles. And then suddenly you're into the semis when it's probably going to be Sabalenka or Ostapenko or, or Trevisan or Vondrusova. There's a few possibles if Sabalenka doesn't get there. I think whoever wins out of Sakri Mukova has the potential to go very deep in this tournament. So that would be my kind of selection. I've actually just just before I spoke to you, I had a look at odds, not with Bet Rivers, obviously, and, and I, I had a bet on Mukova at a big price. I think whoever wins that match between Sakri and Mukova could go a very long way, just because, as we said, the top half is much stronger. Uh, Sakari is plus four thousand with Bet Rivers. We haven't got Mukova on the on the draw. So what's plus on the five thousand? She's plus five thousand with Bet Rivers. Well, but I kind of I kind of want to wait because it's not a huge price. I want to wait to see who gets out of Sakari Mukova, and then I'll, I'll hopefully uh, the winner of that will be around still plus three thousand. But um, I'm happy to wait. You know, it's a it's a long old tournament, so I don't want to be placing two bets straight away, knowing one of them is going to lose. I, I actually quite like Potapova. I've mentioned her before. I've said that yeah. she's potentially a player that I think could have a breakthrough year. I, th I saw her play in Miami. I was really, really impressed with what I saw. She reminds me a little bit physically of Kvitova. She's big. She's 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 not, you know, like you said, she doesn't get out about. She scrambles around the court a lot. And I think this could be her breakthrough year. I think she could have a, a run at a, a major. Either, either here or Wimbledon. I think Wimbledon she could do well as well. Potentially more here. Um, she was 50s and she's in that section. So we're both coming at that section. Maybe worth throwing a few darts in that quarter three. I think quarter three is obviously uh, one of the weakest sections and you can get a big price about a semi-finalist. So for me, I like Potapova there to go through that section, but I, I understand what you're saying. I've done my draw, my little drawing here. This is my draw, my, if you can see on my draw there. 
And I didn't oh, yeah. know who wins, and I've got Sakari Mukova, Sakari Mukova, Sakari Mukova. I didn't, <laughs> but I've got Potipova beating them in the in the okay. quarterfinals. But I, I couldn't call that match. Which brings me on to, uh, well, we, we come on to that in a minute. Maybe a little bit of value on another market we're going to talk about. But for now, just is it just a two? Is there anyone else who is taking anyone else you like on the outright market? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I can tell you, you know, I'm not massively taken by anyone particularly. As I said, I I like Mukova at a price, and I like the winner of Sakari Mukova. I mean, looking at the bottom quarter, Sabalenka, if she's going to go deep, she's never been past the third round at Roland Garros before. If she's going to go deep at Roland Garros, this is the year she does it. She doesn't look to have any tricky matches, really. Well, first round, Marta Kostiu might be a little bit difficult, but until she gets to the quarterfinals when she could potentially face Marketa Von Drusova, Yelena Ostapenko, Martina Trevisan, maybe Daria Kazakina, you know, that's when it starts getting tricky. And then in the semifinals, obviously, we're looking at the other side of that, you know, maybe Potapova, Sakari, one of those. She should really get through to last 16 without too much trouble. She should get through to the quarters without too much trouble. Um, this is her best chance at the French, without doubt. And we know play isn't her best surface, though. You know, she's a power hitter. She needs, she hits lots of winners. Can she last against someone who really just digs in in rallies and makes her play? That That's the big question. And I'm still not convinced she's going to be able to do that. I think she's too short. I think she's a massive favorite. I, I think agree. she could get. I think she's a vulnerable favorite in the first round. I think Kostyuk could give her a game if Kostyuk plays her potential. Sabalenka's a slow starter, as we've seen already this year. She's a slow starter. When she goes deep and confidence starts going, she gets better. But she's vulnerable in the early rounds, and I think that first round match is a tough, tough match. I also think Ostapenko, she will not like playing Ostapenko on clay. If she meets Ostapenko in the quarterfinals, I think Ostapenko's got the beating of Sabalenka. Um, just on the outright market, before we, so we've got the, we, we've, we've concentrated on the bottom half of the draw. There's a various amount of picks there. We think uh, Sabalenka's far too not no value at the prices. The people to come through, the winner of Sakari Mukova for me, Potapova, and obviously Ostapenko there, the, the, the people that we, the players that we're looking at. Um, we have to go back to Schwantek, and the, the, I think the hole in the market really is is whether you are a better or a fade of Igor Schwantek at minus one twenty five. Um, I'm a fade minus one twenty five. I want to take her on. You, you you in the same camp as me? Yeah, I, I agree. And it's who to take her on with. And I I think, as I've said, I like Sakari Mukova in the bottom half. In the top half, there are a couple of possibilities. You know, if something were to happen to Sviontek, if she were to get injured or, or whatever. Kalanina reached the final in Rome, similar conditions to Roland Garros. She could go a long way. She's plus 7,000. I'm not sure that's big enough for me, especially as she's in the same quarter as, as Sviontek. I'm looking I think, at the I think, I think, you've, I think the, the top half of the draw has got too many puzzles to solve. And I think I think you've got to really concentrate on that bottom and just try. You, you you need so many variables to go for you in that top half of the draw to actually have a bet. And I think it just comes down to whether you want to take on the favour or not. But I, 
I, I think from a really betting perspective, that bottom half of the draw is where you have to look. You have to look and you have to take advantage of that half the odds one too. So we could play four or five and just hope to get a finalist because Sabalenka is vulnerable. Only like you say, only ever got to the third round in this tournament, not a favorite surface and not coming in with any form. The one thing is, I'm going to show you the next graphic here. This is interesting. To win the tournament without dropping a set. Now, I said I'm a fade of Iga Sharonte at <laughs> minus 125 to win the tournament, but I'll be a better of her at 400. And I think if anybody... I, I, think, I know what you mean. I, if I anybody wants it. to bet Iga Sharonte to win this tournament, you are much better to better to win without dropping a set, in my opinion, at $4 than take the minus 125. Because, as I said earlier, she wins the game by blitzing people away. She once she's in a battle, she's she's vulnerable. And if the tournament goes well, she's done it before. She's won this tournament without dropping a set. And I think at plus four dollars, she's the only one of those. I mean, Sabalinka can't win it eight fifty. Ribikina could definitely can't win it at thirty three hundred. Corey Goff, I mean, I, 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 you can have. I, I wouldn't bet any of my money, your money, or any the, the king's money at plus one thousand there. But uh, Shrontek, I think. If you are going to bet Igor Swantik to the poll to win this again and be dominant on clay, I think that's the bet for you rather than the minus 125. Yeah, you might as well go out swinging, mightn't you? You might as well go out for the for the without losing a set rather than backing her outright. It's the, it's a better bet. I don't think she'd land it. I think I think it's a fair enough price, but is it though? I mean, when we look at those court, you know, quarterfinal, let's say Kalanina or Kudometova or Goff, semi-final back in a most likely but yeah that's the, the worst you're, you're looking at the worst case scenario there yeah you know, obviously true. there's going to be runs we, we when you do these draws we break it down and think of potential but one sometimes yeah. draws open up and uh you know some people have the easy routes but um i think you know i, I wouldn't bet at minus 125 but i think no. if anybody was inclined to bet Igor frontic i think you want to go to her at plus four dollars to win it um, there are a couple of specials. Head to the Bet Rivers website. There's going to be di- various different markets going up. Obviously, we're filming this uh, almost 48 hours before the start of the tournament on Sunday. The tournament starts Sunday, unlike other majors. Other majors start on Monday. The French Open. The French always do things differently, don't they? they want to do things. Differently. They start on a <laughs> Sunday, so uh, you can uh, you can head to the Bet Rivers website. There, there'll be the outrun markets, a whole host of specials, and when the matches come out, there'll be. Uh, 40 or, or different markets on every single game. You can obviously live stream them as well on the. Uh, on the Bet Rivers website, and it's an early start. So uh, myself and Rory will be back for another show looking at the first round matches. So we'll mark your card on the WTN. There's going to be so much content uh, here on Bet Rivers over the next couple of weeks over in Paris and across every single match and every single round as we go along. Markets a lot of people like, very popular markets, are to win the quarters. Now, uh, this is where you can potentially find someone who a favourite you want to take on. Uh, quarter one, uh, and it just show, this highlights how difficult the draw is, I feel, for, for Iga Shrontek. Iga Shrontek is minus 125 to win the tournament, which is minus 188 to win the quarter. In that quarter is a former French Open champion, Barbara Kodrigova, the American number one, Coco Goff, who will be suited by the clay here, Annalena Kanalina in form, Kudometova in form, Azarenka, a proven tough and a major winner before. Iga Shrontek minus 188. Um it does look like high odds to pay minus one eighty eight, but um, you, you know, you, 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 do you see any potential banana skins there in that quarter? I mean, you're 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 banking on something happening to Fiontek, but Krishikov has beaten her this season, hasn't she? In um, was it Dubai? She beat her in mm-hmm. the final. Kalanina is probably the one I like. Krishikov hasn't been in 
much form since. Uh, her clay court season so far has been very disappointing. Goff's clay court season has been very disappointing too. Kalanina and Kudometa are the form players. That's 1400 That's a big price, isn't it? It's a big price to win the quarter. I wouldn't put anyone off at those prices. Um, I think out of the two, see Kalanina beat Kudometa in the semis in Rome. Um, I, there was nothing there to suggest that Kudometa could reverse that form, just given the styles of play and how the match panned out. Um, if anything, I, I'd fancy Kalanina more so if they'd met again. So Kalanina perhaps is a bet there, just a lean for me. Um, yeah, it's obviously you couldn't you couldn't back Sviontek at minus one eight eight. That's just that's just a terrible bet in in any way, shape, or form. But you could you could certainly pick Kalanina and maybe even Kudometeva at, at the prices. You could you could you could place you could take on if you wanted to take on Sviontek, um, this might be the one to do it in. Yeah, uh, so there's some opinions there, but Igor Sviontek will be a popular play. In Q1, in Q2, a bit more competitive, plus 150 Ribakina. Obviously, I've mentioned that I, I, I'm not convinced by it. Anja Burr is injured. Uh, Beatrice had a mayor, also had an injury in her last match. That's Petra right, Kvitova, yeah. I can't have at all. Uh, come, all coming back from injury. Katrina Alexandrova, um, can't have that. Kirstia. 1600. I think if you're going to get a potential shock, it could come in Q2. And there's one I like, and he's not, she's not on the graphic. It's your old mate. Okay. Is Elisabetta Cocciaretto? I think she can beat uh, Kivita in round one. Uh, I think she's got the beating of Kivita. I think that's a really, really tough match for the Czech on conditions that don't suit. I think Kivita will be focusing on Wimbledon. I think her recovery from injury will not be on the, on the Fen Championship. She'll go there and try it. She knows she can't win it. She'll go and play a couple of games, but try to come back 100% fitness for the grass court campaign. And I think uh, Kocharita could come through that section. And I think that's a, a, an interesting one. She's not in the betting, so I reckon she's probably about 25 to 1. Yeah, I, I, I backed Cocciaretto in, in Rome and um, she lost to Potapova in straight sets. And it was just a lot of unforced errors. And I I think, and, and and that should have been in her favour in Rome, home crowd, home support. I was, I was a bit disappointed by that. That would put me off, wouldn't put me off backing her against Kavita for, for, for the reason you suggest. Although... I think I'm right in saying Kavita reached the semis a few years back. Um, it was that weird one that was in the one that Sviontek won, which was in, in like October, mm. whenever it was because of COVID and everything. And, and Kavita actually did reach the semis. She lost to Sophia Kenin. Um, in quarter two, I, I'm going to go for Kirstia. I think she's a bet. And I think she's also a bet outright. Um and and, the, and outright she's plus fifteen thousand, and I say that just because I think she's too big a price, and it's I think you know what she so in old money she's one hundred and fifty to one, and what she's sixteen to one for the quarter. She disappointed this week. Obviously, I backed her for Strasbourg. She fell at the first hurdle. If you forgive that, she's she's in good form. She she won the she won ITF event in Reyes, the Catalonian Open. She had a good, good, good time in the States on hard court. I think if I was gonna back one player, and I think I will, and I have done, um, 
it would be Kirstia in the quarter and outright. And apart from that, I'm struggling. <laughs> so we, we, we look, let's look at the next graphic, quarter three and quarter four. Just a compare, quarter three to me is the weakest quarter of the lot. I mean, that that can be anybody. And uh, there's one interesting thing here. Jessica Pogel is the favourite, plus 350, the American number one. Um, but Zachary and Mukova, there's nothing between them in the match. It's a 50-50 call. But on the Q3, Zachary's plus 550 and Mukova's plus $9. Uh, I can't have Benchich. I can't have Samsonova. I think the conditions will be too slow for her. Potapova, you know, I've got to lean towards. But if you like, if you're if you're a Mukova fan, plus 900, whereas Zachary plus 550, where the two of them are, Minus one ten each to win that first round match. That may be a smidgen of value for Mukova. Yep, I'm I'm on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, yeah. I, I, as I said, for outright, I, I wait till who wins. But for the quarter, if Mukova beats Zachary, she's going to be a darn sight shorter to win the quarter. She'll be half that. I, th- I think she could be favorite, almost favorite. I think she could almost yeah. be favorite. So. Let's do that. Let's go Mukova plus 900 to win the third quarter because if she does win that, which you know, she wins this pick and match against Zachary, she's going to be, you know, you've got the value, you know, if you've got it. And if she doesn't, she doesn't. But I think that's a better bet. You can, on the outright, you can wait till Zachary Mukova. You can wait and see the winner. Both would have a chance. But on the quarter, she's she's very good value at plus 900. The final quarter, quarter four, Zabalenka plus 190. You know, I'm not too keen on her chances. Elena Ostapenka, a proven performer here, winner here. Von Drusova, who's done well here as well, plus 550, plus $4 was Ostapenka. Caroline Garcia, the French girl, can never live up with the hype, and I think she's uh, nowhere near the form that she showed at the start of the year. She's plus 1,000. Kenwin Zheng, uh, plus 1,000, and Daria Kazakina, uh, plus 1,200. I think the, the, the bet, automatic bet here is Ostapenka at plus $4. You really want to back Ostapenko? <laughs> in, in yeah. Anything? Yeah, I, you I, do. I, I, on this quarter, I would. Yeah, if I, if I if I had to pick one, there would be Ostapenko at four dollars. I definitely wouldn't bet Sabalenka at plus one ninety. No, but no. I think I, I I don't I can't see any the no one else there really unless there's someone in that quarter that isn't on the caption. Anyone on that caption a caption I can't have at all. No, I I, I can see the logic. I just don't trust Ostapenko, <laughs> especially she's got just given the way she here. can beat she's herself. She's won it before. She's won it before. She has she, won it before. She, she, and I, I remember saying, you you laughed at me the other week when I said she's the only one who could put it up to Sviontek. And, and now you're thinking you're backing her, Nigel. What's happened? <laughs> well, listen, I think that Ostapenko is, is so unpredictable that she, she could is. have a run here. And the other one I would put in at a massive price is Kostyuk. Because I think she could beat Sabalenka in round one, and she would be absolutely massive. So if we if we get Sabalenka beat in round one, and she's vulnerable, a, a tiny, tiny, tiny wager, like a, a point one of a unit on Kushta could do right here. But I think Ostapenko would be my pick at four dollars. Yeah, I, I don't have a. I I think if if Sabalenka does fall early, I think you could get this. Could be a real boil over. I think you you you've got a lot of players in. You know, even someone like Kazakina. Um, would have a chance, but you, you need Sabalenka to be beat early. I mean, it's, it's, as I said, if Sabalenka's going to go deep at Roland Garros, this is the year she's going to do it because her, her quarter is pretty winnable, but it's whether she can perform like we know she can on this surface. That's obviously the big question for her. Yeah, all those questions will be answered over the next two weeks in Paris. Uh, 
Roy, just give us a little recap of your official picks here for the women's draw on the tournament winner and any of the props you have uh, for us. Yeah, so tournament winner, the only one I'm, I'm advising today would be Serana Kirstia at plus 15,000 each way. Um, and I'm also on her to win the quarter. Uh, the, that would be the second quarter at plus 1,600. And then we're looking at the third quarter, Carolina Mukova at plus 900. For me, I'm going to have a little lean for Anastasia Potapova. I think at plus 5,000, I think she could emerge as a, a real contender this week, a young player on the up, ticks a lot of boxes, and I think she's going to have a big, big summer. So Potapova for me at 5,000, definitely in that way of the uh, of the bet for uh, uh, on the other side of the draw from Shirontek. And I think Potapova in that quarter three is a little bit of value as well, plus nine. But anyway, mine are just leans. That's what I'm going to go for there. Uh, I think that anyone who takes Shirontek at minus 125, I think you're, you're very brave. Injuries, lots of concerns, and the, the hardest draw you can possibly have. But anyone who's taking Shirontek to win and without a drop a set, I think you've got a chance. So, <laughs> right, <laughs> right, <laughs> Break it's about down. value, isn't it, though? That's yeah. what we're, all we're trying to do as, as tipsters, punters, whatever it is, try and find value. If Minus gonna, 125 is not value. Plus if she's going to win it, she's going to win it by blitzing everybody. And that's yeah. the way she's going to win it. If she gets in the battle, she's vulnerable. So I think if you are going to take her on take, you've got to take her uh, to win without a set. Um, if you're going to follow the stuff here, we've got an amazing amount of content coming your way. Uh, the football season's over in the Premier League, but the tennis season is really, really hotting up and the weather's hotting up as well. So there's a huge amount of content. You can uh, keep in touch of everything with myself and Rory and also Sean Calvert on the ATP Tour side, the men's side, by downloading our podcast, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on your preferred podcast provider. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, keep in touch of all the fabulous content there. Some great soccer content for this weekend on the final weekend of the Premier League over here in England and you can do that by subscribing to the Bet Rivers Network and you can also follow us on our Twitter account which we share with all the handicappers at Because We Win you'll see the content for myself who will be in Paris next week there and also on our Instagram account which also shares the same name at Because We Win so that's it, that's the look at the 2023 women's draw and the best picks on the futures Head to the BetRivers website. I'm sure there's going to be a whole host of uh, more markets coming up. Myself and Rory will be back tomorrow, and we're going to look at the best bets on the first round. I think there's going to be a lot of interest on there. Uh, some very interesting plus money bets, I'm sure. Uh, Rory, thank you very much for joining me. I hope you have a fabulous tournament, and uh, good luck with all your picks this week. Uh, and take care, and you'll see you all again tomorrow. All the best. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the BetRivers Network. 